0: I'd say it was a train wreck and a shit show, but that would be unfair to trains and shit. That was a direct quote from the Death to 2020 comedy's Doug video that they're gonna do by Netflix. And it perfectly, near perfectly encapsulates the feeling that people have, man. Along with the song Death to 2020 by Steel Panthers. That capped that song. If there was ever a song that captured the zeitgeist of an entire year, of an entire race, of an entire fucking, I don't know, when I say race, I mean human race. Of the entire human race, I'd say that was it. The Steel Panthers hit the nail right on the head, man. Fuck you, 2020. You get dick, man. Eat my ass, 2020. You suck. Oh, man. Oh, it feels good to vent. Sure does feel good to lay out all your emotions, but... Oh, wait. You think this is it? <laughs> no way, man. No way. Nah, that ain't it. It ain't over. I ain't through with you by a da- damn... You hear me talking, 2020? I ain't through with you by a damn sight. I'm about to get medieval on your ass. Dude, this year may as well have opened with can Ving Rames from Pulp Fiction saying the night of January 1st or actually the night of technically what? April 1st you'll feel a sting that's 2020 fuck 2020 because that's pretty much the attitude that is being felt around the world right now we have been hit with so much shit so much has gone down, I mean, one would think the year would have played out like this, okay, there's a global bastard, you know, a global bastard sweeping the world, people are being put in hospital, deaths are rising, surely this is the time when the world said in von voice, no, we will not go quietly into the night, today, we fight this motherfucker and we you know hand in hand not really because that would spread the virus but like you know we finally stood together united we be beca- we worked together to come up with solutions we finally became united nations uh, except that's not what happened man well some places are more divided than ever racism is <laughs> pretty much at an all-time high there have been protest marches, protesting violence from the police in America, China, and Britain, I think Britain, or just England, I'm not sure, but let me just say Britain, because I'm not clear on the countries and Jericho, yeah, 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 but, you know, things have gotten bad, things got worse, not better, things didn't get better as time went on, it seemed like, okay, this is a real shit show. But now okay it seems things are gonna get less shitty right when it seems things would get less shitty they got they just the, the shit mutated came to life and just started i don't know rubbing itself all up in your face man that's what this year was all right
1: i i, I say this a lot
0: this year has been a, a, a slow motion dick punch man a train wreck an absolute train wreck. but I, mostly i say a slow motion dick punch and then right when you think oh man this can't get any worse i'm being punched in the dick in slow motion you look down and realize you're being punched in the dick by wolverine and he's right about to pop his claws in slow motion so yeah let that that visual sink in that's that's what the visual should be right there when you think what was 2020 to you man it, it was a slow motion dick punch it was one bad thing after another oh damn there are some upsides i mean there have been a few bright spots but there's not many and that's not why i'm here man i'm not here to say well look at all the great things of 2020 i'm not that optimistic you want optimism go to join the optimistic army of like christian miracle and the Cinemasins 2 expansion or watch and everything great about video you'll find your optimism there but i'm not optimistic about this year this year has been bad man A bad fucking year okay in uh, personally, I've gone through some shit in twenty twenty. I've gone I've just ugh, I just couldn't deal with it, man. Like the the lockdowns, the mask wearing, the constant washing of hands, the you're not allowed to touch people, you have to stay away from like physical avoid physical contact with friends, the just the Okay, I get that. We're in lockdown, whatever, we gotta stay home. But just uh I mean I At first I couldn't cope, I just couldn't believe like, yo, we we gotta stay home and we can't go outside, we, I'm not that outgoing, but I enjoyed going outside to meet up with friends or like watch a movie or whatever, but just, you can't even go do that anymore, like going to the grocery, you might die going to the grocery store, you might die going to school, Well, you might, you wouldn't die, you might get infected, like, ugh. I can't deal with this, man. Then, like, fortunately, I mean, before the world went to shit, I, like, my family was, like, I think were smart enough to, like, okay, let's stock up on, like, what we need. We didn't rush to the stores and grab every piece of toilet paper we could find or nothing. Like, our stores had rules. You could only grab a certain amount of toilet paper. Okay, I understand that. You don't want people emptying the shelf before, like, I don't know, the store closes or whatever. But yeah, so we stocked up what we needed and I knew I'd be stuck indoors for a while and I wouldn't have anything to do because campus would be closed and you know, I would hardly have any data to talk to people. So I figured, shit, I gotta I gotta get something. So I pulled out the money, like a lot of money from my account and I got Red Dead Redemption 2 and it took me months to finish that thing. This, this ain't a downside. Red Dead Redemption 2 is it's great, by the way. It's an awesome story. The gameplay is amazing the fucking shooting the red the dead eye just the, the I don't know the slow distrust of Dutch and his you know his way of doing things it's a prequel to red Dead. I mean the first Red Dead Redemption you know how it turns out you know John and everything you know finding a farm you know being with his family and I asked to kill his old gang members we know who's gonna make it and like but you think, okay, surely with a prequel, we know this guy's gonna make it, this guy's gonna make it, there's no real stakes to anything. But no! The game has stakes, awesome stakes. And when characters die, it's a surprise. It wasn't like, yeah, I just knew that was coming. You know, because, you know, he, he's not in the sequel. So, eh. But whatever, fuck that. Yeah, Red Dead got me through it, man. It, it didn't need something to anchor me, like, keep me sane. It was, the, a lot of things got me through. It was Red Dead Redemption 2, then The Witcher. You know, I watched The Witcher throughout this year and it was confusing. I'm not gonna lie, it was confusing at times with the whole sudden, like one minute, Yennefer is like this teenager with a slack jaw and the uh, an episode later, she's this like fine woman with silky hair and like all gorgeous and shit. Like what, 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 what's going on? Oh damn. Yeah, but you know, this year of 2020 the law of surprise only the surprise isn't a newborn baby and the right to rule a kingdom the surprise is i don't know a turd and the right to remain silent and stay indoors it's just ah, uh, people one person said it was like being in jail that's an over exaggeration if i've ever heard but it. it wasn't like being in jail you're in your own house you consider your house jail no 2020 wasn't like being in jail it was like being in the house arrest that's my good description. risk. you can't leave your house. If you do, there's going to be trouble. Oh, shit. Okay, so, okay, lockdown, whatever. And as the year went on, surely we eased off of it, right? Uh, yeah, okay, great. We can ease off the lockdown. People can insert in controlled numbers. People can go back to the store. People can go back to work. People can go back to school. As long as they wear a mask sanitize and be smart nobody's sitting next to each other okay social distance wear a mask and sanitize that's simple right that is easy anybody can do that i mean the mask may not be 100% comfortable but you know you have to put it on for your safety so of course everybody willfully follow that rule the corona numbers went down and life became normal again right right no Not everybody followed those rules. People thought wearing a mask was a personal choice because, oh, my God, I'm not political. I'm really not political. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I don't give a shit about all that. But I do give a shit about basic common sense and how it can be absolutely deterred by one human stupidity. Just, the fucking world health organization is coming forward like wearing a mask is important you'll stop the spread of the virus if you wear a mask you, you won't inhale the virus if you wear a mask and the fucking like mr orange like agent orange and the fucking eggshell house <laughs> i'm not gonna say who it is i don't want to get shut down by like the fucking fbi coming out of nowhere being like hey uh, what did you mean when you said that uh president so-and-so was so fucking, I'm just going to say, Agent Orange in the eggshell house comes out of the, the fucking eggshell funhouse. Comes out of, and says, oh well, you know, uh, mask wearing, it, it's your personal choice. You, you can wear one if you like. You don't have to, but if you want to, it's fine. If you don't want to, it's fine too. And morons around the world united and took that shit as fact. You don't have to wear a mask if you don't, uh I think this was, um... I think Cuomo did the best. Oh, speaking of Cuomo, this year I've watched more news than in the last three years of my life. I have to measure. I watched more news this year than in the last three years. Hell, I watched more CNN this year than I've ever watched in my life, dude. I have my favorite news podcasters, Wolf, freaking Blitzer, and Andrew Cuomo. I think that's the right Cuomo. The the Cuomo on CNN, you know, prime time. Cuomo prime time. That guy. Uh, yeah, he's good. He's good at his job. Whereas, like, Wolf Blitzer will give you the facts as is, you know, he's not going to sugarcoat nothing for you. Like, you know, he's giving you the facts. But what do you get with Cuomo? It's like, yeah, he's telling you what happened. But he's also telling you, hey, this is how it makes me feel. This is what I think about this. You know, just there was the time when it was exposed that Agent Orange, he knew Corona was, he knew that the ongoing global bastard was, that man, it was dangerous. People could be killed by this shit. It was worse than the fucking flu. And he went out and he said, "Oh, it's it's like the flu, you know? Yeah, it's nothing, you know. Just uh, take a shot of bleach and you'll be fine." It's just, ugh, bleach, man. A lot of people that start drinking bleach. Just, ugh, just, just, ugh. man. This ain't okay. It's uh, just okay. Whatever, you know. Let let the village idiots do their thing you know without them we wouldn't be able to recognize smart people but damn dude this so yeah when it came out that agent orange knew all along that it was real you know that the threat was real it was deadly people could die from this this is what we need to do and we need to do it now he went out was like well i don't want to scare people i don't want to start a panic so so what we're gonna do I'm, i'm gonna tell them to do the opposite so that they'll relax you know and they won't freak out because it's better that they don't freak out right it's better that they don't know how dangerous it is that they'll think they're safe and they'll be cool and everything will be just fine right right no shit wasn't just fine if people had known earlier the numbers wouldn't be as high as they are now if people had known earlier what they had to do you know the numbers wouldn't be as high now hospitals wouldn't be so full of fucking Ongoing, ongoing global bastard patients that they're turning away regular patients in need of everyday surgeries and shit. They that wouldn't be happening, like in places around the world, if we knew ahead of time. Like, hey, this is bad. We you gotta do something, man. Like, and you know what the worst part is? Agent Orange knew back in fucking twenty nineteen that something was going wrong. They even had a plan written up in the event that a virus ever hit the U. S. And this motherfucker ignored it. What is? I'm going on and on about Agent Orange, and he's pissing me off, but, hey, Agent Orange is no longer in the eggshell funhouse, man. He's out of the funhouse, and in comes uh, someone who, at least, at the very least, meets the bare minimum requirement of at least looking like he knows what he's doing. And you know what the bonus is? You know what the best part is about this new guy? know what he's doing he doesn't just look like he knows what he's doing he's not just pretending he knows what's going on and he's not telling you what's going on when in reality he's not telling you what's going on he's not pretending he's doing that he actually knows what's going on he's actually gonna do a good job at least that's what he will do when he eventually steps into the eggshell house after they finally moved out the no longer rent paying agent orange but other than that everything should be You know, hunky-dory, right? Once he steps in, the whole world, you know, all of the U.S.'s problems will be fixed up. You know, the cure will miraculously appear. Things will get better. Taxes will go down. Grants will be raised. Jobs return. We can go back to the move. Fuck no. That's not what's going to happen, man. There's no quick fix. We had that same issue. Well, not the exact same issue, but we had a similar issue here. The former president wasn't exactly the best at his job. Hang on a second. Yeah, man, we had a similar problem like that. We just thought, hey, if we got rid of the, you know, the old guy, all the old guy's screw-ups will be erased. You know, all of the bad shitty dad will disappear. You know, just, like, say Jumanji and everything will be fine. Everything will go back to normal. To no! Fuck no, that's not what happened. I'm rambling on about stuff that's not 2020, but I'm making a valid comparison. It- that shit takes time. The new guy ain't gonna immediately just snipe his fingers and all the problems will disappear. And everything that's screwed up about the previous year is just gonna vanish. And everything's gonna be great. We're gonna be in fucking tra-la-la munchkin land. No, that ain't gonna happen, man. This shit takes time. It's gonna take years to undo this fucking damage. So, okay, moving on from Agent Orange and the colossal fuck-ups that, you know, but I'm... uh. I'm saying i cuomo said that when you know agent orange was saying all this stupid shit he gave him the benefit of being stupid that was it the benefit of being stupid hell he doesn't know what he's talking about he's an idiot but nope he's not he knows exactly what he's talking about he manipulated people he manipulated he twisted facts to suit his narrative rather than tell the truth it just
1: agent
0: orange man fuck 2020 and you know Everything that came with it, along with all this Agent Orange bullshit. Fucking Agent Orange, the guy, man. But whatever, moving on from him. In uh, there have been some disastrous things that have happened. In terms of all in gaming, whoo boy. Ma- Let's start with Marvel's Venues. The, uh, Loveless. Excuse me, is this an Avengers movie or a Miss Marvel movie? I mean, what's going on here? I mean, video games. Is this an Avengers game or a Miss Marvel video game? Because, you know, I'd like to know. I mean, I want to speak to, we all turned into Karens the moment we got this game. I want to speak to the manager. I want to speak to the manager who sold me this shit, all right? I didn't buy this. I didn't buy this game, all right? The trailers and the marketing and all the promo material led us to believe that we'd be playing in Avengers movies. We'd be kicking ass as Thor, Captain America, Hulk, black widow and iron man not cap black widow and iron man from the movie or the comics by that matter but some kind of crazy hodgepodge of the two like i don't know they look more like the actors you'd hire at a kid's party to play the roles of cap thor and iron man but okay you know garish looks aside okay who's voicing these people Alright, the guy who voiced Nathan Drake in Uncharted, uh, the guy who voiced, oh, the dude from The Last of Us, and last Joel from The Last of Us and Last of Us 2, Laura Bailey, is also in this. So, you just went for the most obvious fucking choices in terms of who to voice these people. Let's pick the most known voice actors we can find. Like, you know, oh hey, there's Troy Baker, hey, there's Laura Bailey, hey, there's Nolan North, let's bring them in. And I'm not saying they did a bad job, they did a good job. I'm just saying we could have had more inspired casting like, damn, dude. Of all the motherfuckers you had to pick, you had to pick these three? Yet another movie that they're all working together in. That's great. I mean, damn. But whatever, okay, moving that aside, we're going to play as the Avengers. It's going to be like Marvel Ultimate Alliance. We're going to kick bad guy ass. We're going to have combo moves or whatnot. We're going to summon lightning. We're going to fly, blast missiles. You know, and hey, hey, hey wait a minute! It's just me. Or there's someone missing in this place. Where's Clint? Oh, he's um, uh, he's on his own mission. You know, he's doing his own thing. In other words, uh, he's a DLC. Okay. Um. Whatever. Uh, okay, we're one down, but we'll get the party rolling with him. You know, we got Miss Marvel in here too. You know, she'll 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 be an excellent side character. Oh uh, no, man, she, she she's not a side character. She's the main character. Say what? This is her story. It's not an Avengers story. It's her story that happens to feature the Avengers. Uh, ah, that's not what I paid for, but okay, I mean, sure, I guess that could work. I mean, her teaming up with the Avengers to take on a common evil, you know, like, they see something in her, they see her with powers, and they bring her in on the team, you know? She's a hero from the get- No, no. She's actually, a, like, a super Marvel girl. you know? She, uh... She want a contest to hook up with the Avengers. You know, like that that one fan and that one episode of uh, Fantastic Four, on, that you just play on Cartoon Network. Like what? So this, this this game, this video game, is just essentially that episode of the Fantastic Four. Really? Well, like the, that lucky kid who won the competition gets to be with the Fantastic Four for a day. That's essentially what this boils down to. Uh, yeah. I, I guess so. I guess you could look at it like that. All right then. Um, hey, at least the gameplay is fun. I mean, at least the, there's none of that clunky shit that all the other games fell prey to. I mean, at least uh, we have amazing graphics and the game is gonna be fire, right? There's no, no. Okay, at least the, the boss battles will be varied. I mean, I saw Taskmaster in there. I saw Abomination. I mean, surely we get to fight them. Like, oh, I, I saw Modok. We get to fight them a bunch of times, right? There's gonna be this awesome like Hulk and Abomination and you know cap and Tesla. No, um, no. Hulk, I mean, abomination only shows up once, and um, a taskmaster doesn't fight Cap. You know, he just he sort of, like, bridge guy, and then well, poof. oh
1: man, okay, uh,
0: surely there's... Okay, there must be other, like, boss battles there. There must be other villains, right? They're not just gonna make us do the same, like, shit we've been doing in other games, like, defend this spot and hack this terminal, and, you know, surely they're not gonna... Make us do that and like take on waves of faceless enemies, you know, to pad runtime and give us pointless side missions or microtransactions, right? Um, um. Well, you are motherfucker. Fuck you. That's not what I paid for. Let me speak to your manager, man. That ain't what I. That ain't what I wanted from in a Marvel's Avengers game. That's not what anybody wanted. I mean, these the costumes are dope, right? They are. Oh, good, man. I was worried, you know, I thought, you know, I wasn't going to be able to play the game in, like my, like, my, I don't know, cosmic Captain America costume or Iron Man's level 2 costume or some shit, you know, like, I thought, you know, I thought that'd be a problem, you know, at least you detailed the one thing all the superhero games, like, get right, the skins, you know, at least you have that in the main game, you know, yeah, I thought you'd fucked up everything, but, you know, you managed to redeem yourself, well, uh, no, dude, well, actually, no, don't say it, the most of the really good skins are behind paywalls. You have to pay with actual money, not in-game currency. Fuck you. And 2020, fuck you too. And not only that, but in the world of Cyberpunk 2077, another hyped-up game. I don't get to that yet, but we had WWE Battlegrounds, a more arcadey game. It was gonna be like, okay, this isn't 2K21. It's like, oh yeah, it. Uh, it's basically wwe all-stars 2 wwe all-stars was fun i remember that shit i remember having that shit we had some classic matches man and the you know the nature of it all it didn't take itself too seriously it was really entertaining bro like okay we're gonna get that all over again that's fine i mean the characters look kind of janky and they don't they all look the same height but surely everything's fine i mean we're not just gonna have a bunch of characters with all the same like fighting styles or anything. I mean, they surely going to have varied move sets and oh no, actually, you again, man. Well, what's your problem? Uh, actually, all the powerhouses have the same move sets and all the high flyers have the same move sets and you know, all the grapplers same move sets. The only real difference is the taunts, the entrances and the finishers. Oh well, fuck, man. Okay, okay, that's fucked up. But this the story mode's tight, I mean, that's what these games always nailed, right? I mean, the gameplay and everything may be shit because it focused too much on simulation or whatnot, but, and, or whatever, but at least the story mode's something, right? Well, it's a comic book-style story about Steve Austin going to scout talent, you know, and he finds these uh, wrestlers that you have to create... These made-up wrestlers to join him, and you basically go on this long campaign of facing off against known guys to make it to the end. Oh, that's... um. That's, that's, uh, I, I, okay, I guess. I mean, what's the end? You win the WWE title? No, not really. You just sort of win, like, a job. A job? uh, Is that what I'm curious? Oh, that's roughly what I know of. I'm sorry. Okay, but, like, we're going to hear, like, some epic voice acting. I mean, we got Steve Austin and all that. No, no, no. It's entirely comic panel style. It's like, uh, essentially reading a comic book about the adventures of Stone Cold. You know, just... Flip through the pages and whatnot. Okay, at least we're going to get the, the the arcadey versions of all these great characters like Aleister Black and, you know, Rick Say and all the to me guys, you know, the classics like Jake Roberts and Sting and, and Fiend, we get to play this Fiend, right? No, no, you have to buy those characters. What? Yeah, and some of them you have to unlock by playing in the story mode. Okay, yeah, unlock them by completing missions? No, completing side missions side missions you can totally skip if you don't want to, you know, play them. But, man, this game doesn't sound like it has a lot of replay value. It, it doesn't, really. It's just... Okay, you, you can... I mean, it's fun, at least. I mean, it's not the simulation crap that you guys complain about every year. At least we did something new. Uh, not really, man. You kind of just did the same thing as All-Stars, but you took out all the fun bits. I mean, yeah, it might be fun for a while, but it, it seems like FIFA to me in the sense that it's fun when you're playing with a pal or, you know, whatever. But when you're playing with just by yourself, it's not a whole lot you want to do. Well, uh, well, that's that. Uh, yeah. But that Cyberpunk 2077 looks awesome. You know, it, that's going to be it's going to be awesome when it drops. It's going to be it's going to be the shit. It's going to the game and save 2020. It's going to be awesome. I saw trailers, I saw graphics, I saw gameplay. It's all gonna be cool, right? And and not to mention there was all these delays and shit, so you know it's gonna be good. They took time out because they found mistakes and they corrected them. So it's gonna be just fine. This year's gonna end out okay, right? Um no dude. Well we encountered some difficulties, um it game was a bit buggy when we launched and it doesn't really look all that good on the regular xbox one and ps4 no man really yeah um yeah we're we're, kind of having to refund all the people who bought it you know mentioned that they didn't like what they saw dude you gotta be shit you gotta be kidding me man this ah fuck at at least you know the stuff this keanu reeves did it a lot i mean at least we get to play alongside him or play as him well he's actually more of a voice in your head than, dude just this just well we're making a patch that okay it's gonna fix all the bugs actually would think just trying to reduce the number of dildos that are on screen reduce the number of why are they what ah man at least this is a customization suite is good. I mean, I saw the things on that. You can customize, there's a huge variety of customizations at their uh, disposal. It's, that's gonna be cool, you're gonna see the character and flashed out in the raddest clothes and the freshest, you know, looks and hair hairdos and shit. Um, actually, fuck, you fucked that up too? Uh, yeah, actually, it's more like, well, the game is in first person, so you're only gonna see yourself in like, reflections and, when you drive a car, I don't know. So, yeah. Well, shit. Well, at least. Oh wait, we, we can't go to the movies. We can't go to the movies anymore, and not all movies that came out this year were that great. Except for Bad
1: Boys. What you gon' What you gon' do?
0: <laughs> that was great, man. That was awesome seeing McLaury and Marcus do that thing one more time one more time just, yeah that was cool and it's just like yo he's your son fuck that's oh that's just the guy trying to kill you as your son that's the past coming back to haunt you in the worst fucking way just goddamn, this movie the story is tight the jokes hit home like how you gonna fuck a witch without a condom wrap that shit up man ah uh, man that was the good part of 2020 back when we were blissfully unaware of the absolute shit show that would follow man we Had bad thoughts. Sonic the hedgehog, Invisible Man, all this shit, and new mutants were set to release. (laughs) But 2020, ongoing global bastard, cleared his throat and said, "Hold my beer." That ain't happening, man. No. Uh, That was just my. That was not my reaction. That was a subdued version of my reaction. My reaction was like, "Fuck 2020. Fuck this motherfucker." Fuck you, you ungrateful global asshole! Fuck that! I was looking forward to this movie for the last two years, and I was finally gonna sit, and You know, it was finally no more delays, no more bullshit. We got a set release date and everything, and you gotta fuck shit up. Fuck you! Eventually, I watched it on a laptop instead of seeing it in cinemas like I wanted to. I mean, I remember saying this is the movie that I would risk my health to see. You know, this is a movie I'd, you know, I'd wear a mask. I and all that. This is the movie I'd risk going to cinemas to see, and what ended up happening was the movie I wound up seeing first wasn't New Mutants; it was Tenant, which uh, was the movie that was slated to save cinema. That's what Warner Brothers wanted. This movie, get my money; it's gonna rake in. You know, this is the movie we're gonna release in cinemas. You know, it will release only in cinemas. We won't put it on streaming. This is it. You know, this movie. Christopher Nolan, and his style, and his, you know, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, you know, shtick, whatever the shit is, this is it, this is the movie that's gonna, this, the future of cinema hangs in the balance, and uh, (laughs) it dropped the ball, well, it didn't drop the ball, it kind of fumbled towards the end zone, and then inverted itself, and then sort of fumbled in reverse, but, yeah, it's... Filmento really explains this well. If you really want to know, like, hey, why is Tenet not so... I mean, I didn't do what you thought it did? It, uh... Okay, see one of two videos. You can see the Screen Rant pitch meeting for Tenant, or you can see the Filmento video about Tenant, which just... Yeah, it perfectly encapsulates why this movie just didn't work. I mean, it worked. It's it's a spectacular. There's some amazing set pieces in this movie, but it is... This movie is crippled by the question of... But why, though? You know, like... And just the absolute under-selling of... The, what is arguably one Should be the coolest fucking thing in the world, man. You just discovered that bullets can be inverted. You can fucking... Like, shoot backwards and shit... Not shoot backwards, but like... You can unshoot a bullet from a hole... And shoot it again. Like, what the hell? You can reverse... You can invert time! You can invert the world! I mean... You just discovered all this shit and your biggest reaction is Huh. Why though? Yeah, but why though, man? Why would you react like that? What the that was an underwhelming response. You find out you can invert bullets, you can like reload ammo you never loaded and your reaction is questioning the science? Not even like, Holy shit or what the fuck's this, man, like how does this work? Yeah, you don't even react like it's sort of just like, How does this react? I mean but shouldn't the the, the physics and the, the radius and the it in and and you know, such and such. Shouldn't that be. Man. F- Ugh, shit. And the way that the person who's explaining this to you explain it's like, he's like, they explain in a way that's like, I've explained this dozens of times already and I'm kind of sick of it. So I'm just going to give you a crash course rather than show any real enthusiasm. You know what this that, that chick was? That chick was Ajax from Deadpool. When we first beat him, Ajax is like, you know, my speech used to be full of euphemisms like, this may hurt a little, but I've grown beyond, but I'm like, grown beyond that because you know i can understand ajax's reason for not really having a speech at the beginning because he's probably said that speech loads of times to different people like hey you know this might hurt a bit and it may cause you some slight discomfort he's probably said that over and over and over i can understand why he's you know he hasn't really he doesn't really have the enthusiasm to use those euphemisms anymore but this lady lady How many people have you honestly told about Tenet? How many people have you told about this inversion shit? Are you telling me this shit gets less cool the more times you talk about it? Yeah, the movie kind of does. The more you delve into it, it does kind of lose its shine. But still, lady, for all we know, this is the first time you're telling an ordinary dude about this shit. I mean, and your reaction is like, okay, this is Tenet. Like, fire the gun. Or unload the round or what the fuck ever. You can pick shit up, you can do this, okay you know this, move on. thing is the story is always moving forward and I respect that. Most stories have moments where they stop dead in their tracks to explain what's going on. The, this scene has scenes, this movie has scenes like that where it has to like slow down to explain what's going on and slow down to make sure that you're just keeping up and yeah, like hey yo. But these scenes are like, obviously you can tell the story has slowed down and like hey yo you still with me man? You, you still... You know, you still got what's going on. You still gotta grasp what's going on, right? Okay, we can move forward. Go. Next set piece. You know. There's a Ugh jeez. There's a whole um Ful Mentos at it best. There's no emotion in this story. There's no the protagonist has no emotional reason to do the shit they do. It isn't until towards the end where they get like some form of emotional drive like to save this woman and the child who who in true Christopher Nolan fashion, we only ever see. We don't hear this child. We, we like, whether it's Cobb's kids or fucking anyone else's kids in any Christopher Nolan movie, we only see them. We don't hear them. We don't we know anything about them. We just see them in, like, a scene or two. Or whatever. This is, Ugh, man. I, I, that's his thing. I mean, we don't really need to hear from the child, but, like, I swear, Christopher Nolan has a thing against, like... He's like there's that uh this one quote from the movie blackish where it's like um, don't get used to having open dialogue with your kids it's not natural name one verse in the bible where a kid speaks and he's right There ain't a single verse in the bible where a kid speaks think about it name one christopher nolan movie where a kid speaks you can't can you not a single goddamn one not even if that kid grows up to be one of the main characters do they speak that's fucking ugh Except maybe, wait, no, no, uh, Batman begins, he hardly said anything. He was mostly crying and falling down wells and shit. But yeah, sure, moving on. Uh, this movie just, the third act is just sort of, what the fuck is going on? It's mostly just run, 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 bang, bang, blow shit up. You know, just, yeah, but who are we shooting at? Who are we blowing up? What the fuck is this place? Where the fuck are we? What is going on? That's a question that could be asked throughout the movie. But the thing is, the one thing this movie does awesomely to hide all this shit is that it it's always moving forward. Say what you want about the movie, but it's always moving forward. It doesn't give you time to stop and question, what the fuck was that? Like, what is going on? But it does reward you for paying attention. Because if you pay attention during the first part of the movie, then there's a twist in the third act that you can see coming. But there is the lame twist of the main character was the one who said all this in motion, like, oh, yeah, in the future, you're the one who gets all this shit started. You're the one who travels back in time to do such and such. I'm like, oh, okay, we're, we're doing that again from, what's this movie? I don't remember this movie, but, you know, what, uh, this is surely a movie out there where the main character is the you know the guy behind it all. That's, you know, that, I think it's not in the Old Republic where it turns out you were the bad guy along, but uh, whatever. He ain't the bad guy, but shit. That's this, this whole movie can be crippled by yeah, but why though? You know? Whenever you have a whenever you have a huge moment in Tenet tenant, there's some cool steps like the thing with the fire truck and them stealing the device, the the part at the end, the train blowing up, the heist, the reverse fight, you know, it's it's cool. But why though? Just saying that, that's all I got to say. Move on, new mutants. Newest mutants the girl has got a demon bear. Newest mutants the girl's got a demon bear. That's what's going on right here, man. That's the, I mentioned that because of Deep Blue Sea. A character gets Deep Blue Seed right here. You don't know what that means? You look up the seed. Samuel L. Jackson, Deep Blue Sea. And you'll see a scene like he's standing by this pool talking, you know, this monologue and shit. It's like heroic sh- ass speech, you know? Like, we are not gonna fall apart, you know? We're gonna stand together, we're gonna get out of here. First, we gotta seal off this pool, and then immediately, BAM O! This fucking shark. Busts in there, chomps him, and fucking swims away like that. The thing is, it should be the shocking moment of, Oh my God, they killed Samuel L. Jackson. He's dead.
1: Well, anybody can die now.
0: But it comes off as kind of, oh shit. (laughs) They killed Samuel L. Jackson. You see that shit? It's like that, man, because he's so fucking CGI and robbery when he goes down. Like, damn, did they kill Samuel Jackson or Samuel Jackson blow up doll? I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a moment like that in, 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 in New Mutants. They don't even have X-Men or anything like that in the title. It's just New Mutants. But whatever. <clears throat> There's a scene where the Dr. Uh, rears. yeah. Dr. Rez is like she's got the heroes cornered in these little domes she's trying to crush them all you know she's all fucked up it seems like she's gonna win but she's going on with this villain monologue and then suddenly
1: oh yeah here comes demon bear here
0: comes demon bear he's gonna save the day not really I mean he just sort of (laughs) that might as well have been dude that moment might have been better if the fucking like the, 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 the just Kool-Aid mans his way into the seed, eats Rares and then fucks off, like the shark in deep blue sea, that's why I'm like dude, mutants, the ghost, got kind of a demon bear like this, oh shit the bear just Kool-Aid mans into the seed. like that, that scene might have been better if they had the Kool-Aid man song, like rays doing evil monologue, crushing the heroes like I've got you, you know, like you're not going anywhere, you're all gonna die and suddenly, oh yeah in comes the demon bear like <laughs> that might have been way better you can tell because people love that shit when a, whenever a character busts through a wall like in Resident Evil 2 with Mr. X they play like that Kool-Aid Man sound effect of like bang, oh yeah it just robs the scene of any real tension just but it makes it funnier imagine if Resident Evil played out like that for everybody like whenever Mr. X would show up you'd just hear that
1: oh yeah
0: X gonna give it to you. what <laughs>
1: Oh shit, that game
0: would be way more fun to play. <sighs> <sighs> I started this with the attitude of fuck 2020. This year has been shitty, but in terms of just oh and I've ended up making myself laugh. And I don't plan this shit. I didn't plan this. I did really just couldn't I was gonna be like fuck 2020. This year sucks ass. This year is bullshit. This year's been <sighs> and it has, man. I gotta come down off this high now and be real with you for a minute. I haven't this isn't just gonna be me talking about my experience. I gotta talk about like my associates too. Cause I got a message from like I asked my friend uh Maestro, he's been on the podcast once or twice. I asked him, um, hey man, um, what was your like twenty twenty experience? You know, like what what was your fuck you twenty twenty moment you had? And he said his twenty twenty money when he got stuck in a different city for a month man well i don't know if it's a different city a like different part of the country he was in like a different part of the country for like a whole month he was visiting his family when he was visiting his sister when like the lockdown happened so he was stuck in a totally different part of the country waiting for the lockdown to be lifted so he could finally get home you know just you know it's it sucks being stuck somewhere without your family members to console you without like all your family i'm sure like yeah, but some families, it, it's great, you know, to have them with you, but damn, dude, just being stuck without family during this lockdown, being alone or isolated or whatnot, being stuck in a different city because of work or just not being able to see your family or having to work through all this whilst not being able to see your family, it, it can get to you. This year hasn't all been sunshine and roses. I mean, fuck, this year hasn't been sunshine and roses at all there have been a moments of, you know, like
1: little bitty peaks,
0: you know, rays of light coming through. But as they're about to hit the world, the big fucking hand goes, no, motherfucker. You know, clouds roll in, thunderstorms, tornadoes, cats and dogs falling from the sky. And the Cubs winning the World Series. I'm sorry, that was just some bullshit, man. I'm, I'm trying to add levity to what is actually just a fucking vent. Another... Another associate of mine who's been on this show, you know him, uh, Captain Deadpool. He recently commented that um, his fuck twenty twenty moment was more personal. Like he had it was because of a relationship thing. Because you know him and his his girl, they were, they were together, he, he was together with his girl. You know, like they were really into each other. But then this lockdown hit, and they were separated for like a long ass time. And it's nigh. It's extremely hard to maintain a solid relationship with long distances. Man, there's some things you can you can convey in person that you can't convey over like a text message or whatnot and as time went on them not being together really took a toll on their relationship their relationship began to deteriorate as this lockdown continued to drag on and on and he thought okay in a like a couple months or whatnot the lockdown's gonna be lifted and we're gonna be able to go back to campus we're gonna meet in person and we're gonna hash it out you know we're gonna sort everything out because you know we're gonna be in person and we're gonna be able to see each other and we're gonna Feel shit like it's gonna be okay everything's gonna be all right but then rather than things getting better the lockdown got longer and shit got harder it became even more hard to go outside and meet people and it just it got to him man eventually the both of them just couldn't take it anymore and they decided to call it quits but then after a while you realized, you know i actually like miss this person i want to see them again but because of the fucking lockdown and because of ongoing global bastard he couldn't it just it really like got to him man i, I feel for the dude it It sucks uh, it sucks when life um gets in the way you know, just yeah it gets in the way life gets and circumstances in life get in the way of you having a life it just this is a really like just shitty deal man like everybody has that fuck 2020 moment but you know i just i didn't want this to be all negative that's why i'm going you know, try to inject some levity in all this if i can be serious for a minute you know we've we've lost some people this year i mean we haven't just lost some people we've lost a lot of good people there are this is those who are no longer with us are the list is long there's soul man rocky johnson the father of the rock foreign professional wrestler, he was you know, he was a real uh, I can't like say much, I mean I just the I uh, don't include there were oh another there are other, you know, huge deaths that we've had this year such as um like man, I'm really sorry. I'm I'm seriously fucking this up. I'm I'm trying to be sincere and, and serious and I'm just coming off as fucking dumb. I, I seriously apologize. I'm just gonna list this names from now on there was Kobe Bryant's basketball famous basketball player Kobe Bryant Sean Connery famously known for playing James Bond in the Bond franchise Eddie Van Halen famous guitarist John Huber aka Brody Lee formerly known as Luke Harper he was known as Brody Lee in AEW known as Luke Harper in WWE he's a professional wrestler who recently passed away um <clears throat> It was uh, Kirk Douglas. He was an an actor. He starred in several movies like Spartacus, uh, The Rapper, Pop Smoke, Raphael Coleman. He was I think he was a, a kid. He in the movie Nanny McPhee. Kenny Rogers, musician. Max von Sydow. He was an actor, and he was Blofeld in um, Honor, Majesty's Secret Service. I think that was the name. That was the one. There was Honor Blackman. She was a Bond girl. It uh, during the Sean Connery era. Irfan Khan, he was most known through to, to Western audiences in roles like Jurassic World and Amazing Spider-Man and Life of Pi. I joked with a friend of mine about how, hey, like, hey man, did you know that um, Life of Pi was the second movie where Irfan Khan had a, had a relationship with a character named Richard Parker? And it was funny because in Amazing Spider-Man, he also... Knew about Peter Parker's dad, who was also named Richard Parker. And I just, yeah, that was, you know, you know that was the nice little bit of levity to the situation. But yeah, it's a shame. We've lost a lot of good people. Like little Richard, you know, he made the song um Long, Tonks, Long Tall Sally, you know, Gun Tell Me, May I can join. I'm probably butchering the lyrics. I don't really know those. Like, you know, she had like she misery, but she having a lot of fun. Oh baby, you can look it up. It's it's a really good song. It's it's an absolute banger. Just give it a listen. We lost Jerry Stiller. He was uh, he played Arthur on King and Queens. He was the father of Ben Stiller. He was all uh, he was in Zoolander as Ben Stiller's character. He was in he was a uh, he was um Derek Zoolander's agent in. Zoolander, he various other worlds. You know, he was he was really funny. Just there was a scene where in King and Queens where he walks up and he's just like, "Smell me." What? Yeah. <laughs> that just drew instant laughs because you know it's not normal for somebody to just walk up to you and say, "Smell me." Just you know, I think he'd been trying some kind of new fragrance or whatnot, or like he was like really really clean for for some in a while. I don't know what happened. I just remember I laughed like crazy when I heard him say, "Smell me." Whatever he was also on um, Seinfeld. He was uh, Costanza's dad in that show, and you know he was great. Like they want your clothes to burn. Just yeah, man. He was a great guy. Yeah, Shad Gaspard, former WWE wrestler Shad Gaspard, who uh, died earlier this year, saving his son. He was, you know, he, he was uh, in his final moments. He you know he was a great dad. He was a hero hero, he who's a good man by all accounts, and um, is yeah, he wrote this book alongside um, uh, a man I can't remember his name, but he was for he used to wrestle under the name Muhammad Hassan. He wrote this book called Assassins and Son, like a comic book. You know, maybe check that out if you want. Uh, um, Joel Schumacher, director of the movies like Flatliner and Phone Booth. But sadly, also directed uh, Batman and Robin, and he also directed Batman Forever, which gets more hate than it deserved. He passed away this year, also. You know, he'll be really missed. Ian Holm, he was the, he was the Ash um, Android. Yeah, he was the Ash Android in the first Alien movie. He was also Frodo Baggins in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You know, he he's starred in various other roles. Yeah, he he also passed away this year. Naya Rivera, most famously known for her role on Glee, as I can't remember the name. I'm sorry, I really can't. But she was on Glee. And she was great in the role. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman. It's just it's tough, man. Like uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away this year, and it it came as a shock. And I, I I couldn't believe it. It just. Uh, it just hit me man like damn what, what happened like, this, surely this can't be real it just didn't seem real but it was you know like he'd had a storied career playing roles such as um, James Brown Black Panther Thurgood Marshall In his, uh, he was in the Five Bloods the Spike Lee movie the Five Bloods and you know his he'll be remembered as truly a great man at Great actor, and he'll do things he did throughout his life. They'll live on, man. He, he's he's in, but he's. I'm just. I'm glad he's in a better place now, and you know, he, that's that's what I can say for all these people. I'm glad that. I mean, I'm sad that they died, but I'm glad that they've all moved on to a better place and um, moving on. at Conchata Farrell, she was most famously known as Berta from. Uh, two and a half men. She had this sparkling personality. Oh, sparkling is. God, she was. She was tough. She was funny. It wasn't even like using a sense of humor to defend yourself from the world. She didn't need to shield herself. Like she could just punch the shit out of the world if she felt like it. But yeah, she was just. You know, she had this line of "I ain't cleaning it up," even though like, it's her job to clean it up. You know, just oh man, you know it's just uh there was um this scene in two and a half men i remember where um alan had charlie's ashes in his hand and he heard like this knock on the door it spooked him and he like threw the ashes in the air and they went all over the place and she was standing there looking at it all and she's like i ain't cleaning him up just oh man oh bird out just the Diego Maradona also passed away this year a Soccer player, played for Real Madrid World well famous guy, you know Just, uh, Man, this year has been This year has been bad, you know The hearts go out to The families of those who, Who've died this year They, they, you know look, it's This has been a terrible year this, this year has been A series of downs Like, I think um, Deadpool in 2015 set up as like life is um, a series of train wrecks with regularly scheduled stops. Well, well certainly followed by more train wrecks. That isn't, all well, that was a perfect description, but just not of that year. Sure, his life in that film was pretty shitty, but this year as a whole was a series of train wrecks with regularly scheduled stops, followed by even bigger, more destructive, explosive train wrecks. No one came out of this looking good. Nobody can honestly say I came out of this year happier than I was when I went in. It just Okay, you can say that cuz you know towards the end you can turn things around, but I mean like I was happier in tw- in 2020 than I was in 2019. Nobody can say that. This year has been awful to everybody. You know, just even to me, just the ongoing global bastard. I mean, this was the first year that I was I was afraid. I was afraid not just for me, but the people I knew. I was afraid for the people I cared about, like um, when I like more so not this year than any other year. There've been years where I knew, like, hey man, people die. I knew that, and I would. I was. I wasn't okay with it, but I I knew and I understood. People get old, and that's just you know when it's your time, it's your time. But this isn't a case of. Oh, it's your time. It's your time to go now. This isn't this is this ongoing motherfucker is ending people's lives prematurely. And I knew it was serious, but I didn't really just it didn't feel how I didn't feel how serious until it started affecting me. Like when I heard um my mom come back from from work telling me that a uh, uh, a person she worked with a person that she worked close with at her workplace tested positive for COVID. And now she has to isolate herself in a room. She she can't talk to anybody. She can't like, see anybody in the house. She can't touch nothing. She has to stay in the room. She can't come out until like her test results come back and they say she's clean. And for those like two weeks, like it takes two weeks for the results to come back. And for those two weeks, I was... I don't know, man. I was dreading it. The days seemed to go on forever. It was just worst the absolute worst and it wasn't just that I mean it it was it was hell man not being able to talk it's like mom for like the, I mean I could talk to her through the door I couldn't see her like like I wanted her to know like hey you know just uh, I um, I mean I I'm not a very religious dude but this was the uh, you know this was the time in the year when I just like got down my knees instead of you know, hey, God, um, if like you're up there, I mean, I don't ask for a lot, but if you could do one thing, just, um, shit, I'm tearing up here. Like, if you could do one thing, you know, just keep my mom healthy and, you know, don't take her from me just yet. I'm just, that's all I ask of you, man. That's, that's all I want. Just, you know, you don't have to do nothing else for me, just to, like keep my family safe throughout this time and, you know, that's all I ask for, man. That's, that's all I want from you. That's all I can ask of you, man. Just keep an eye on them. Don't take them from you so soon. And shit. Oh, uh, man. I didn't think I'd cry during this shit, man. This is. But, uh, yeah. This was the, uh. Shit. I'm fucking burying my soul with this shit. This year was essentially the year of fear, man. For me, I was. Just get free. It wasn't just my mom who came back. Like I felt so relieved when the results came back and it turns out like yeah, everything's okay. She can come out now, like just it was like, Oh my god, thank you. The like a weight had been lifted. Uh, this uh but then they hear like, Oh, your your aunt, like yeah, she's, like, uh, she called and she said she's she's experiencing symptoms. She's having trouble breathing. She can barely talk on the phone. Like, oh, this is, like, like this is bad because, like, oh, man, it's just... Uh, like, 10 days afterwards, like, it was at its worst. But once the 14 days I came out to an end, she said she started feeling better. And as time went on, she eventually went back to her old self. And, you know, it's this year has been tough, you know, like, oh, bad, god damn. Yeah, I'm sorry, gotta hear me, like, blabber on and on, I mean, this is kind of personal to me. This, this is, you know, this was never my intention at the beginning to turn this into, like, a session of me burying my soul, but it, god damn, it feels good. You know, it feels good to talk to somebody, even though I'm just talking to myself, I'm talking into a microphone here, but it feels good to just let it out it's almost like therapy it's the substitute for therapy don't substitute therapy to just talking to somebody I mean it helps tell somebody feel like you are getting it feels like a huge weight is lifted like you can breathe easy now you've you've admitted there's a problem you've talked about it and you're gonna work towards a solution you know it it helps you know and this year has been a, a serious toll on the mental health of people around the world so if you, if you or anyone you know is having problems with mental health, just um, you know, but talk to somebody. There are, he- like, healthcare, like psychiatric uh, psychologists. Prof- there are professionals out there who will listen. There are pr- people out there who talk to you. You are not alone. You, you have your friends and family. You know, just it it won't cure you, but you gotta talk to somebody. You can work on it. I mean, it it can help a huge amount to talk to somebody especially with everything that you know we've been through as a people this year we are after all at the end regardless of race gender age sex or, or belief or whatever we are one tribe you know we are one people we are the human race and we you know deserve this we we should that you know we we can do better we can do better we can be better we are better like 2021 is that better that's what the year will be that's that's what i want the year to be you know 2021 has the potential to be what 2020 could have been if just the world hadn't gone to shit you know just just um yeah that's initially this began as just a tirade of me going fuck 2020 this is what i hate about you you know i'm like terror 2020 a new one but you know i'm um just you know realized come to realize i'm i'm angry but i'm not i'm not that angry anymore i'm angry but just talking about it has changed me and you know just (laughs) a fucking change shift mid episode god damn but yeah you know i want to say before i get going i mean this has been a while this has been going for a long but before i get going i just want to say um thank you you know to all those who listened throughout this year all those who stuck by us you know the SNW here at the SNW experience throughout what's going on the listeners in uh, Ukraine in New Zealand in uh, India Egypt and the majority of our listeners in South Africa we want to say thanks you know thank you for listening to the SNW podcast thank you for like helping us be what we are, you know. Even if it's this started out as just the two guys with a microphone and an idea of hey, you know, we got some crazy stuff to say. Let's share it with the world. But you know, we've grown and changed and learned so much with this show. And I wouldn't have you know the relationships I have now if not for this podcast. And hell, I'm. I mean, yeah, you guys have been a large part of that. So I want to say thanks. You know, to you, everyone who's listened, everybody who's seen this podcast and, you know, told a friend, you know, all you, all of you are a huge part of the S&W experience. You know, I, I thanks. You know, and um, finally, to wrap everything up, I want to say um, all of those out there, stay safe, stay sane and sanitize. Wear a mask. If not for yourself, then for those around you, okay? Be kind. Be courteous. You know, if you haven't had the chance to or just haven't done so lately, find the people you love or give them a phone call and let them know that, hey, you know, you love them. Tell, let them know. Find that crush you love like, but didn't have the courage to step to and just, you know, tell them how you feel. Though this is the... This has been quite a year, and, you know, if if there was ever a time that you really wanted to let someone know how you truly felt about them, this was it. This is it, man. Really let it know. And I wanted to tell you from the bottom of my heart, you know, I love you guys, you know, and girls, if you're out there. You know, just thanks. So uh, thanks to everyone who listened, you know. You've been, you've been, awesome. The that's all I have to say on it. So, the one thing that's for sure about the S and W experience is that uh, nothing is for sure. So, yeah. Ayo, the Shogun here. How many of you live from, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know I'm coming live, I was just here, man, I ain't gone anywhere, I'm still in the same place, yeah, I wanted to, um, well, as emotional as I was, I kind of didn't want to end on a low note, I wanted to go out, um, and go out swinging, now I normally almost end with some kind of final thought, you know, final, you know, quote or not, you know, just the soundbite or whatever, so I'm gonna give you a bunch of soundbites, so here they are. This is um, from Liam Neeson. We all want to be cuddled. We all want to be hugged and told everything is going to be okay. We all want that. We all need that. Here's one from uh, Dr. Phil. Failing to act. I'm sorry, I'm not going to do the voices. Failing to act is human. No, wait. Fearing to act is human. Failing to act is just plain dumb. Jeff Hardy. It's better to be pissed off than pissed on. <laughs> It was an episode of SmackDown, you better check out if you want to find out what the hell that was all about. Frankie Heck from the Middle. It's easy to do something you love for somebody, but to do something you hate, that's love. Yeah. True, right there. Uh, anybody There's one from Mike Heck in the middle. Anybody that has a plate that says cool guy isn't a cool guy. <laughs> that's true. Um, from Mr. Rogers. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. You make each day a special day just by being you, because there is only one you in the entire world. You know, some positivity there. <clears throat> yeah. This one from uh, uh, Mr. Rogers type, essentially WWE's Mr. Rogers. Uh, one, Mr. Bray Wyatt, Hummer of the Firefly Funhouse. He says, everyone experiences loss, and how you handle that loss defines the person that you become. Which is really true, man. Everybody takes loss in different ways. So just, yeah. Um, one from Henrietta Lang, NCIS LA. Yeah. A woman is like a teabag. You never know how strong she is until she's in hot water. Yeah, that's this guy kind of there. This is from Triple H. There's a reason... they. Oh, yeah, Triple H on NXT. He said, there's a reason they put a jockey on a, <laughs> in a racehorse. It's somebody's got to pull the reins or the horse is going to run till it dies. Yeah. This is uh, from Chris Cuomo. Uh, what you ignore, you empower. Yeah. It's short, simple, to the point, and, you know, it's right. <laughs> this is uh, an old one, but it's from Enzo Amore. You know, before he stopped working for WWE and under uncertain circumstances, he said, you're so ugly, your tears run down the back of your head to avoid your face. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely use that one. Here's one from um, Everything. I, oh wait, I heard this one on uh, CinemaWins. Everything Great About for the Equalizer. It's like a, oh, it's a, you are like lint or a bottle cap. Something to be removed. You know, just if you want to really take someone off, let them know that, hey, you're nothing, man. I'll just get rid of you like like that. You know, just let them know you're like lint or a bottle cap, just something to be getting rid of, man. And uh, this is from John Lone, Year of the Dragon. Let no motherless fuck raise his hand again between us. Yeah, right there, right on, man. That was my attitude when I reconnected with some friends this year. You know, like, like uh, good old. Sp- <laughs> I, could, I, I gave him that I gave Sparkle Crotch that name because I thought I'd never see him again, and I thought he wouldn't listen. But, you know, I spoke to him again, and he will listen, so I best watch what I say. So, yeah. All right. You know, I use that phrase whenever I describe when I reconnected with uh, Big Al. You know, good old Big Al. You know, when we we spoke again, you know, I wanted to say that. Let no motherless fuck raise his hand again between us. You know. Yeah. This is from John Oliver on Last Week Tonight. Let tomorrow be about solutions. Today is about vengeance. Yeah. Like, let me have vengeance. Like that one song from The Equalizer. Yeah, shit. Yeah. This one's from The Undertaker on an episode of First We Feast. The toes you step on on the way to the top are connected to the asses you're going to have to kiss on the way down. (laughs) Which is perfect. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, this is from um, the nurse in Hotel Artemis. Things are going to hell in a handbasket full of blood and shit. That that movie came out before this year, but it could have easily been used to describe this year. Yeah. And this is a funny one from uh, Kai in the show Half and Half. I don't like croissants. They're flaky. And the word is too hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. They're flaky. Man, they play his fuck too. Yeah, this one's from uh, a Samuel Jackson character in the movie Jackie Brown. Odell, he said, um, "My ass may be dumb, but I ain't no dumb ass." <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna end with a quote from um, the great Neil deGrasse Tyson. Say, "Let's hope 2020 does better for the world." No wait. Oh, sorry. Let's hope 2021. <laughs> That's better for the world than 2020 did I don't like pandemics I'd like to think we're beyond such things And um Yeah man I think we're beyond such things also man We can't Yeah this year has been hell You know I ho- I also hope 2021 Is is um, is Better than the, the year that's coming You know So yeah that's I mean I mean, 20th, I hope 2021 is better than the year that's come and gone Yeah that's what I mean so yeah, uh, 2021, if you're listening, you got a lot to live, you got uh, some pretty big shoes to fill, man, you got you got a lot to live up to, a lot of expectation riding on you, just saying no other year has had this kind of expectation going in, so, um, alright, you, you don't gotta do a lot, you don't gotta do a lot, 2021, you just gotta be better than 2020, which sounds easy, much like the new... U.S. President, you know, you don't gotta do, lo- you don't gotta do a lot, new guy. You just gotta be better than Agent Orange. Just, you know, just saying, you know, you know, do better in the eggshell house than he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking whatever. So um, yeah, that's it, man. Um, thank you. Uh, go with God, Buddha, Allah, whatever you believe in, man. Uh, may peace be upon you just uh i wish you well you deserve love you deserve happiness i wish you nothing but joy and success you know may may your enemies live long enough you no know, way your enemies live long healthy lives so that they may witness all of your successes you know that's yeah I remember that from a quote that uh my uncle used to have laying around so yeah so uh that's all i gotta say and um you know hello 2020 you know i haven't met you yet but i'm i already like you so yeah don't make me regret saying that 2020 don't make me regret it i just got to say um oh wait well, uh, fuck that no 2021 i like you no what in fact 2021 i love you i haven't even met you yet i don't know you but i love you 2021 you're going to do a great job hey remember you're not 2020 all right Take that into account. Whenever you feel down, whenever you feel you may have, you know, failed us a bit, remember. You're not 2020. You can do better. You will do better. You are better. You know? Yeah. And, um, to 2020,
1: fuck you, okay? Fuck you, you fucking prick. Yeah, we're gonna track you down and hunt you like a fucking dog. You understand me, 2020, you son of a bitch?
0: Fuck you. Oh, shit. I that felt good. So uh, it felt good. You bitch <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Shit. Man, I'm fucking just screaming into the void here, so um oh I just ruined the sincere boat with a bunch of profanities. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, this has been the SNW experience. I've been the Showgun and um see y'all next year.